Welcome back to the renewal session. I'm your host, Marianne, Christian counselor. What do I want to say about myself? Therapist, ther- speaker. That is a counselor. Okay. Oh, yeah. Speaker, speaker, podcaster, author. Okay. So guess what the other voice in this conversation is? It's my co-host and daughter, Katie. Now you now, can do mine. Yeah. No, scramble to figure out yours. You're a social worker. I don't have to scramble. I'm a social worker. I'm awesome. I'm creative. I'm kind, smart, and important. <laughs> you kind. You was kind. You was smart. And you was important. That's a good. That's a good quote. I love that it movie. If that, I'm quoting The Help. Yes, you yeah, are. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. That I haven't watched that girl. in a long time. I know. I know. Yeah, it's not, so, not great. Oh my gosh, how about the pie scene? How oh. about? Oh my gosh, we should rewatch that. That's what we should do. I literally just watched it a month ago. What? Yeah, absolutely. I totally will. Watch it again though, because I love it. I love Octavia Spencer. I love. She can Viola do no. Too. Wait, yeah, they're both in that. Yeah, yeah. I, they can do no wrong in my mind. No, I, I, love I them. really love Octavia. Okay, yeah. So welcome back to the renewal. Her and session. Melissa McCarthy are really good friends, right? Okay, Katie, we're gonna like back up. Question: to, Are they? Yes, best friends. Okay, in the, in and the, neighbors. Yeah, and Melissa, she was in Melissa's wedding. Okay. Anyway, we yeah. can go on. Okay, so welcome back to the renewal session. We're a podcast that focuses on tips and tools to understand better relationships and and developing patterns better patterns of communication we want to yes. equip people to have the life that they want to live so that's what yep. we're all about and the occasional pop culture fact yes or our relationship because yes. what we love about our podcast that's different is this mom-daughter dynamic so yeah, totally sit back and enjoy today we're going to talk about how to have what is the art of having a meaningful conversation totally yeah yeah do you feel like we have meaningful conversations yeah i think we do okay good yeah this is the segue into a meaningful conversation a lot of people do this this phase first right and this phase is small talk right yes I think that small talk is one of those things where it's like it it feels like such a socially daunting thing yeah i'm not a big fan of the small talk i'm not either you know i actually told this to somebody just today when i was counseling that when i go to church i try to show up right at the time of church yes because i don't want to do the foyer talk yeah yeah and it's not that the people aren't great yeah you just want to skirt in right when it starts it's kind of awkward it's kind of weird for me well because it's like you stand there and do you like approach someone or do you wait for them to come to you or do you get a coffee and then make small talk over the coffee? That's my strategy. Oh, really? I've met like three people doing that. Yeah. Oh, really? I don't remember any of their names, but I do remember this one guy liked to mix his decaf with his regular because it made him feel better about Look the fact that. that he was like not able to give up on coffee. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So let's just talk about really quick the definition of small talk. Sure. Um, I heard this said that small talk ultimately um, produces very little information about the other person obviously in this situation you got a little bit more yeah but if you come away from a conversation not feeling like you know that person better right or no no information was really given that's how you measure small talk okay and i think a lot of our world is in small talk mode a lot of times because whether it be like i don't know social media or just the pandemic you know, I think we've all got accustomed to just the chat because texting is kind of a chat. 
yes. a little bit, right? Yeah, for sure. Instagram reels are a version of small talk in a sense. Or like interacting with people out in public. Yeah. A lot of the time we keep it shallow because it's like, I don't want to like interact on a deep level with a stranger. Right. You know? Right. And so I do think it can be a segue, right? Like yeah. Like it can be a stepping stone to those meaningful conversations. So we don't want to like undervalue. Right. Small talk. Right. But I think it, it, it... It's a bid for connection. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things that people, you know, long for the deeper meaningful relationships, but they just don't know how to get there. Yeah. Right. And so we kind of talked about that on the last episode, right? Yeah. But I, we did. let's just do some like pointers on how to get to a more meaningful conversation. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that I say a lot is that you have open-ended questions Mm -hmm. that it puts, you know, we lead with curiosity. That's my big bit, right? Yep. Like I, I just want to know you better. So there'll be open-ended questions. Yeah. And then I don't know, crazy thinking, follow-up questions. Yeah. Right. Totally. I, I again said this in counseling today. I said, you know, when you are talking to your spouse and you're trying to enter into a reciprocal conversation, yeah, what which brings the meaning, right? right? So that's one more thing that brings meaning is reciprocity, right? But I was saying to this person, like, when you do that reciprocity thing, you know, one of the things that you can start your follow-up with or your contribution with is saying something to the, the like, I think I understand what you're saying. You said X, Y, Z. Right. Did I get get that right? Right. The act of listening for sure. Exactly. And I think, so you can speak to this for a minute. I do think that active, effective listening is a key part of building deeper, more meaningful relationships, but also that's, that's how we do conversation better. Yeah. I mean, I think that it presents the information back to the person that said it originally And if you did say it exactly how they said it and communicated to that person that you understand what they're saying, Mm -hmm. it furthers the connection. But if you repeat what, so the idea of active listening is that somebody says something to you and you are actively listening to the words that are coming out of their mouth and then you repeat it back to them to communicate that you understand what they're saying. Now, if you communicate it back perfectly, then that's great. You've just forged a connection. But if your active listening still left room for misinterpretation, mm-hmm. then that even is an even better tool because you can utilize that misinterpretation to further connect and to further discuss the issue that's at hand or the, the thing that you're not understanding about them or the thing you're curious about. Right. And so like, if you were to tell me a story about yourself and there were parts of it that I were, I was missing, I could say, okay, this is the story that you just told me. I think it's a really interesting story and it tells me a lot about you, but there are some holes that I'm hearing in the story. And so that immediately allows, uh, lets that person know that you're actively curious about what they're saying. That person then understands that their story is meaningful to you. Right. And we've talked on the show before about, you know, four components that really make for a meaningful relationship is feeling seen, heard, understood, and acknowledged. Yes. And active listening kind of hits all those things totally right? um you know the book that's called uh the seven habits of effect uh, highly effective people by stephen covey do you know that book no oh you should get that book oh okay it's like a 
That's it's like, like a, a book. Yeah, it's like a staple. You should yeah. have that. Um, that and that Dale Carnegie book, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Oh. Yeah, that's a good one, too. And, yeah. it, and he, he talks a lot about active listening and curiosity and open-ended questions and follow-through. Oh, you cool. Know, yeah, I have to look but him up. Stephen Covey said something kind of along the lines of what you're saying. He said, most of us don't listen with the intent to understand. We listen with the intent to reply. Yes. Right? Yeah. And so to correct the instinct, as we're asking good questions you need to make a concerted effort to really listen to the responses. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and include maybe, this is like an expert tip, right? <laughs> but it's like include some of the words that the other person said. Right. Right. Yes. So use like, the words to communicate that you actually listened to the words. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So like what got, I just did to you. Exactly. Right. Perfect example. Perfect example. <laughs> right. Okay. So the second, I think the second step that can be kind of hard, especially when a relationship is on its, you know, first stage of getting to know each other is really being willing to share something about yourself. Right. Yes. Right? But this is vulnerability. Actually, yeah. But this is actually a pivot point in creating and developing those, those relationships. Yeah. Right. It's taking you from acquaintance. Yes. To friend to deeper and we talked about this last time with the lifers the seasonals and the situational mm -hmm. friendships but again being willing to share something with a person allows you to go through the process to even get to yeah is this person somebody that i could see myself really confiding in yeah overall but you do have to be willing to keep yourself in an open position right to build that relationship totally right look at you right totally Correct. Yes. I'll mix those, it up. Uh-huh. Those are your things. <laughs> so, you know, we've talked a little bit about the safety of relationship. So I don't want to over, like, I, I don't want to, like, um, miss that, miss that piece. Because I do think there has to be a minute in there, a time period, whatever. I just said that you know, a minute. Mm -hmm. I'm <laughs> but, working really hard not to say right now that you've called me out on it. <laughs> Gosh. You call me out and I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> That's my alternative to correct. It's okay. Totally. Just, no, I'm just telling you because you said one time you listened back to the podcast. I know. I say right, totally, and correct all the time. Those are my three words. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Totally. <laughs> okay. Back to what I was saying is that part of the scale of moving from small talk to these more meaningful conversations is really assessing the safety of the person. So I'm not suggesting that you share something that's vulner vulnerable, deeply vulnerable to see if it's going to move the needle in the relationship. But I am saying that sharing that sharing in a way that's appropriate to the stage of development that you are in. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> are you just going to be mute I, for I really am having a hard time because I just like want to say, uh-huh, uh-huh, yes, uh-huh, correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah, just do it. It's whatever. No, I do think, though, that there is like definitely a gauge of what is safe information to share at certain levels, right? Like I think we talked about that in one of the episodes where it was about oversharing for the sake of connection. Yes. Is not necessarily a good way to make friends. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so so we've got that one covered, right? right. It's the being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's the 
measuring your vulnerability by the amount of intimacy that's at that point in the relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, But that takes courage. That takes bravery. Yes. Right. Um, And, and I think this goes back to the over the active listening piece, which is come ready to learn. Right. And like, actually, what does it mean to be an active listener? Like, what does that require of you? Because I think there is a willingness to sit amongst information that is new to you. Yeah. I think that can be really stressful. Like, if you're experiencing a person that lives a very different lifestyle than you or came from a very different background, it can feel like a lot of pressure to process the information that's being given to you quickly enough to then come up with a question, like a follow up question. Right. You know, like if somebody says to me, I had a really extensive history of, I don't know, band camp. I would be like, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to go with trauma. Like, I don't know. Like, I, like, what, what do you ask? Uh, I would panic and I would be like, yeah, so what happened to band camp? Like a secret system, you know, and I would, but like, is this an American pie storyline? Yeah, I don't know. I just came up with, that was the first thing that came to my mouth. But like trauma, for instance, if somebody is expressing that they have a traumatic background and that they're, you know, they have a hard time with certain environments or they have a hard time in dark rooms, like that would be hard for me to, in some situations, figure out how to respond to that in a way where I don't feel insecure about my response. So I think sometimes our active listening is stunted because we want to present ourselves as a good listener or a good responder, not necessarily a good listener. Well, and I think what it requires is a touch of humility and open-mindedness. Yeah. Right? Um, Being prepared to admit that you don't know and you're ready to learn. Right. Um, and, And, you know, sometimes... We can have that internal thing mm-hmm. that goes on that's like, I'm just trying to understand, but we don't, vo- we don't vocalize that. Right. Right. Like, so I, I tell a lot of people that I see, you know, you don't have to delete your inner dialogue if it's, if it's one of open-mindedness and curiosity and the desire to understand the other person's experience. I have this vivid memory when I started being a social worker. I was my first job as a real social worker, like out in the field by myself, was um, being an ER social worker in Memphis. And I had this patient that came in that was fully handicapped. And that was the first time I'd ever experienced somebody that was like fully handicapped other than my grandpa. Right. And like I knew what my grandpa's life was like, but having to interview someone about being fully handicapped at their own home was terrifying to me because I was so scared of asking the wrong questions. But the reality of this person's life was that he had been handicapped for years and years. So it was normal for him. And so that like me asking questions about things that are scary to me as a person who's never been handicapped, those weren't scary questions to him because I was actually showing that I cared about his quality of life at home. Yes. Right. And so me asking, okay, what does it look like for you to charge your wheelchair? What does it look like for you? Do you have ramps at your house? Like, is that something that you're needing assistance with? Whatever. Those feel like very vulnerable and intimate questions for somebody who's not handicapped. But for him, it was so validating to his life experience that someone would even bother to ask. Yes. You know, and I think that's the, that's just an example of, you know, sometimes asking the hard questions builds connection even if it's scary for the person that's asking the question. 
Well, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, somebody was sharing with me today, and I don't want to get into the whole conversations necessarily. Sure. About cultural cultural things that are going on in, yeah. in this podcast anyway. Sure. Uh, episode. But this person was talking to me about they were they were at church and the sermon she knew that the sermon was touching on a struggle of a particular person in the service. Right. And the sermon wasn't necessarily being sensitive to that. Mm-hmm. Probably because they didn't even know maybe. Right. You know, I don't I don't know, but they she felt like a a pang of like oh I hate this for this person because they're hearing something and she took it upon herself to walk over to the person and say hey I know that you're struggling I just want you to know that not everybody feels the way that was presented today some Mm. people feel curious some people feel compassionate yeah some people want to build relationship despite Right. People's, you know, independent struggles. Yeah. Fast forward, the gentleman reconnected many years later with this person and said, you know, I really struggled in that context. But when I think about that, that experience, I always think about you Mm. and the fact that you walked over and genuinely provided true comfort to me. Yeah. And I think this, you know, this being known and people caring about you is a big part of the process. Totally. Right. Well, even like acknowledging if somebody comes from a different background from you and you're asking, like, I think this is something that I've experienced. You know, I, I come from a therapy family. We talk about therapy. Mental health is not foreign to me. Right. Like we have a whole podcast dedicated to sitting and talking about feelings. Right. But even last night we sat down for three hours and chatted about stuff. Yeah. But like interacting with someone who doesn't come from a therapy family. One of the best things that I can do when interacting with that person is acknowledge that I do come from, you know, I have a little bit of an advantage because I have a master's in this, you know. And so acknowledging that like feelings are hard at a base level, right? And and I think that some of it is like we all have different advantages and privileges in life and when you're trying to connect with someone sometimes all you have to do is take it down to the nitty-gritty bare minimum, which the bare minimum with feelings is that they're hard and they're sticky and they're complicated. I could right. therapize the crap out of them because yeah. I have the ability to do that and you have the ability to do that. Yeah. But there are a lot of people in the world that have never been exposed to that. And so interacting at a base level can sometimes be just as helpful as active listening or just as helpful yeah. as vulnerability. Right. Well, in saying phrases that are really common. Yeah. Like right? this shit sucks. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> I'm so over it. Yeah. You know, it, it just think, yeah. Phrases. Right. Yeah, totally. So, so the next one is be prepared for the give and take. Yes. In conversation and in good relationships that we've talked about this, the reciprocity idea mm-hmm. right but when we show interest in another person the other person will follow your lead yes right and they will show interest in what's going on for you if they don't mm-hmm. that's a clue right right we talked about this when we moved to the area we would walk into situations and meet new people and we would be like Tell me about you. Like, did you, you know, grow up here? How many kids do you have? What do you do mm-hmm. for a living? And we weren't like 
literally making those people drink from a fire hose of questions. Right. But we were like trying to build some, it was like a bid for connection. Right. And how many of us in our family turned around and said, they never asked me a single question. Yeah. And we're like, that's so weird. Yeah, They're not curious. Right. And I think it's because we really understand that reciprocity does something Mm. that when we live in a world where people don't, like ask questions, you don't feel like people care. Yeah. Right. So weird. So be a question asker, but also be the listener. Yeah. Do, do the both and yes of that. Right. Because I think, you know, we're all learn- yearning to be known. And I think meaningful conversations can be dynamic. Mm-hmm. They can be scary. Yes. But I think they can have a, di- a, a dynamic to them that can feel really fulfilling Whereas, I don't know about you, but sometimes, like, small talk is just boring. Super boring. Like It can be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can only talk about the weather and your current events so many times before you're like, I got nothing. Right. Like, and this is a little bit of a exposure for your father. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who's our sound engineer. Yeah, so. he hasn't even said hi this episode. Hi. Okay. He, he's going to do the want, want, want after I say this. Okay. But when we were first married, we would. Aw. Like a Cinderella oh my moment. Goodness. Oh, my goodness. When we were first married, we would go to church on Wednesday nights. So that was like a, a thing we did. Yeah. Okay. And every Wednesday night while we were gone, uh, Grandma would call and leave a message. And this is what she would say. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Neil. This is your mother. Dolores. <laughs> She'd introduce herself. Really? Every time. <laughs> Every time. And then Dolores. Papa would, And she's like, just wanted to check in. And sometimes Papa would want to come in and make that return phone call. And other times he wouldn't. Because, you know, he, he, he was accustomed to doing small talk. Right. He understood how that, you know, how his family did that. But the more he was exposed to meaningful conversation, I think he felt at times like this is boring. Yeah. You know, and I'll be like, well, what did you talk about? He get off the phone. I'd be like, you were on the phone for like 15 minutes. What did you talk about? He's like, well, so-and-so down the road just gave birth to a new calf. Oh, my God. (laughs) And he'd be like, (laughs) he'd be like. (laughs) <laughs> he'd be like dad dad worked in the farm and howard stopped by today just like he always did and they came in and they had some cookies together dirt the dirt, 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 dirt. <laughs> and it's not that his mom howard was like and she was a, cookies <laughs> yeah they were one they're all wonderful people right but there was still this like i got nothing doesn't it make you wonder like what it would be like to sit with them. They've both passed now, but like yeah. to sit with them and now knowing the level of conversation that you're capable of, I'm talking to Papa, I'm looking at him. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be so interesting to like sit? He doesn't have a mic. He's not sitting I know, right but he can use face. his sound effects. Like, wouldn't that be so interesting to see like what the, conver- what the conversation could look like now? Do you think it would be rewarding? Because you would be like lead. interacting and driving the conversation. Yeah. yeah, you could lead them. Yeah. yeah, I think that's true. Which just speaks to like how much growth you've had, right? So cool. Give yourself a little. Where's your? There, there we go. go. Yeah, there good job. Go. Yeah. 
Okay, <laughs> it's not spooky. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I think I think to just wrap it up, yeah. right? That small talk is not independently bad. Right. It just doesn't lead to the deepening of relationship. But it is necessary. But it's necessary as a stepping stone. Absolutely. But when you think about about those meaningful conversations, a lot of times we are left with, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Right? I don't know what to say. Yeah. And that's why I think the active listening, you're willing to be reciprocal in what you're sharing. You ask those open-ended Well, and I think questions. also that if if social connecting is not necessarily a strong suit of yours in life, using the tool and having vocabulary for active listening and being able to like learn about active listening can greatly improve social interaction. I think there are a lot of people that like struggle socially to figure out how to start things. Mm-hmm. And I think just getting into the practice of even just practicing act- active listening with the people that you are most close to. Yeah. And you know, as a safe place yeah, to start. And, and I think, you know, sometimes a non ramp can be, um, making comments about shared experiences or situations that yes. you have. Also the power of experiences to build relationships. I think that's underrated. Wait, say that again. Like having, like, it doesn't have to be like a pressure cooked conversation to build conversation, like to build friendship. You can build friendship through experiences, which that's a whole other episode, but yeah. Soccer yeah. Mom. Yeah. Yeah, totally. What did he just say? Soccer mom. What does that even mean? Moms who do soccer together. And they just sit in their chairs and talk. Oh no. I was talking about the ones that play. Wouldn't that, what? Be, a, wouldn't that be a hell of a time? <laughs> Oh my I don't gosh. even know what you're talking about right Soccer now. Soccer moms. Yeah, no, I just went with the sit by the sit by the sidelines yeah, but in if the, the chair word, and if, chat. But if the situation was reversed, wouldn't that be entertaining? Yeah. Well, and, and, and if people are engaging in small talk, yeah. the ones that really are pursuant have a longing. Yes. You know, they yeah. have a need that they're wanting to meet and they're hoping you'll be part of meeting that need. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. So these are the tools. These are the tips. Yep. To to totally. take those those conversations to a deeper level. Yeah. So we're going to continue the rest of the month, kind of talking about this. But next week, Katie. Next week. Yeah. How to break up with your parents. Oh. And that's st- a favorite of mine. Yeah. How to break up with your parents and still keep we're broken connection. up, mom. I broke up with you. This is yeah. you broken yeah. up with me. Yes. Oh I'm sitting God. on your couch for the third night in a row. But we're broken up. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But we are going to talk about it because you have had to break up with me in certain ways. So we're going to kind of talk about the ways that that's been hard for you and hard for me. Yes. And how we navigated that. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. I think it'll be good. The title's very clickbait. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the renewal session. We will be back next week with a new episode. You'll definitely want to tune in. If you want to comment or be a part of the renewal session community, drop us a DM in our on our Facebook page, the renewal session. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our podcast. Send it to your friends. Absolutely. Yeah. All the good stuff. Right. Right. Okay. Have a great week, people. See you next time.